You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast, hosted by myself, Coraline Jewell. Thanks for having you guys back here. Um, we just, or I just returned from New Jersey Exotica. So I actually am going to do an entire episode just on um, Exotica. But that's not this episode because this episode is way more fun. That one, you guys will probably be bored because I'll just talk and stuff. But it was my birthday at Exotica and I got spankings and then they bruised my ass. If you want to see the picture of my ass bruising, go to like my loyal fans because my God, they destroyed me. And then I had to do a photo shoot and that didn't go over so very well. So that was front side only. Anyways, without further ado, I wanted just to fill those shouts out. So we've got uh, Skyhawk After Dark Radio and Skyhawk After Dark TV, and they have us as our producer, and they've got us on their network. We're also on Full Swap Radio, K97 FM, your adult party station, and uh, somebody else picked us up recently. Hmm. You'll have to go to my website to see who that is. I can't remember, actually. And then we've got a ton of new sponsors, you guys. I don't know how else to, like, do this for you. It's not even their sponsors for me. They're for you guys. I've got discounts to Swinger websites. I've got discounts on the Love Hammer. I've got Teeth White Mean. I've got the Fleshlight, um, uh, books and authors and discounts and discounts on everything. So go to Hanky Panky Podcast and click on free stuff for you or click on sponsors and take advantage of what I've got there. Otherwise, I'm going to remove those tabs and I'm just going to put pictures of my ass after it gets spanked. I never let people spank my ass. All right. We're going to get on to who my guest is, you guys. I'm so excited. I always say that, but like I'm extra excited. So um, let's see, how should I introduce you? So my guest today was uh, in a movie with me. And we, uh, do you remember? Um, I showed up, I don't know if you were there. So I'm, I'm going to tell them who you are. And then we're going to talk about that. We're going to start with that because that was freaking hysterical. So you guys Please welcome Erica Lauren as my guest today. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm so excited that you could come on. Like, I'm super stoked. Thank you. I, I always like try to reach out to different, different um, people in the industry, you know, so maybe it's a swing club owner or maybe it's a therapist or maybe it's somebody that specializes in BDSM. And um, I look what's so cool about you is as like, I've known you a long time, but I still don't really know about you. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I'll get on our podcast like right now. And before we even press record, I've already asked you a thousand questions, but I didn't do that this time. I no, you didn't. <laughs> so sweetie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I want to talk about before we get into like everything, do you, were you on set yet when I showed up for uh, the Nina Hartley seduction? When I, when I walked in, I think it was me and Sable Renee. Were you there yet? I don't remember if I was you, or I wasn't. Do you remember Nina's reaction to me? being on set Do you refresh my memory i know yes. we had so much fun on that shoot we had oh so much fun but she walks over to me point. and she goes who the hell are you and i'm like corlin she, she goes ah, who cast you this is a guilt movie and i'm like i i don't know i'm with lax models like, wait but like my third shoot and then Sable Renee, I guess who knows her well, was like, stop yeah. it, Nina. And then she goes, what's your name again to me? And I'm like, Coraline Jewell. And she goes, oh, crap. Are you friends with Raquel Devine? And I was like, yes. And she goes, I'm, I have to take care of you forever. Raquel made me swear. All right. Do you remember that? I was just like in shock. <laughs> I, I don't really remember that. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think you were there yet because literally it was like me and Sable walked in together. And within a minute, she was saying that she was yelling at who, who are our directors on that? Jim, you remember? Was it Jim Powers? It was Jim Powers, yes. And she's going, yeah. she's going, Jim, where did we find her? She's not old enough. And I'm going, oh my God, they're going to send me. <laughs> I was 
like, wow. um, we'll say, that's hilarious. That is really, really funny. And then, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember I when she dumped, that, remember when she dumped her bag of toys? And yeah. was it you that said, what's the black gloves for? I think you asked. <laughs> was it Probably you? me. <laughs> We talk about that a lot on here, how she was like, well, do you want to finger my ass bare finger or do you want to use gloves? And I just remember that you, me, and Sable were like, we'll use gloves. All right, we'll use gloves. That's like I was getting worried. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That was such a fun show. So if you guys want to see us together, that was called Nina Hartley's Seduction, The Master yes. of Oh. We were a book club. Oh, we yes, we were. Um, <laughs> Just her everyday book club. Yeah, you know, just you know, reading with toys all over the table and black gloves and fingers and asses. I mean, yeah, like another day. Wasn't the book really like one her husband wrote or something? Yeah, I, think I, have, it I, have, I have it over there. Her, actually, was her, I think it was her ex-husband now, but her husband wrote it and yeah. I started to read it. It's a big book. I, I should grab yeah, it was, I remember it was thick. It was like, it was like the dictionary. Yeah, it's <laughs> a really big book. And I have to be honest, I mean, let's see, you and I, I think we shot that in 2015 or 16. And I think I'm maybe on page like 40 of the book, but I don't, I don't have time to read. I don't read. So I remember that yeah, really. he was in the book. He talks about how he um, knew uh, from a very young age, age of four years old, that he was different and that he had a dominant side of him, like a dom. And that's interesting. It is interesting. I need You're to read. Really you know, I'm terrible. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through Dick Chibble's book. I'm one hundred and like nine pages into Howie Gordon's book. I'm. Uh, and then well, you're making inroads, <laughs> but you know what? It's, that's what's so great about podcasts is we can like listen or like audiobooks. We can like listen. Yes, so, yes. So like, like my husband an audiobook when we're driving. Exactly. Because yeah, when, when I'm home, I don't, I mean, I should, I should yeah. read and I should watch TV, but I don't. Okay. So I want to get into you. I want to get all, all excited. <laughs> what? What? What'd you say? There's no shoulds. <laughs> Should have, would have, would have, right? Yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm always working, so what, what yeah, do I do? It's a good thing. Nina's book, it's, I mean, yeah, it's over there, sitting on that shelf. That's so funny. All right, that's pretty So, good. Erica, where are you yeah. from? Where were you born? Oh, I was born in New Orleans. Okay. Southern girl. Yeah, oh, born and raised. Born and raised there. You grew up there all the way through high school? I did. I actually lived, the only, I've only lived four places in my entire life. I lived okay. in New Orleans. Then I moved to Baton Rouge for a few years, um, also in Louisiana, state capital. Uh, then I lived in Atlanta for like eight years. Okay. And then I moved out to LA 26 years ago. Okay. And that's where I've been ever since. And your parents, when you grow up, when you like growing up in Louisiana, were your parents um, still married? Were they divorced? They should have been divorced. <laughs> no, my parents, my parents were married. They had a very... Uh, uh tumultuous I would say relationship uh to say the least so they were often separated and got back together it was uh okay yeah but, you know, but they loved each other madly it was one of those can't live with you can't live without you right and, and don't you agree that kind of you know it was a lot of people would stay in marriages for the sake of the children so maybe they weren't happy but you know yeah I think I think they really they they just you know were both very uh big personalities and, uh, you know, often clashed, but, but loved each other madly. And they passed away like 33 years ago, oh, actually. That's a and, long time yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, did you, did, I'm sorry, did you have siblings growing up? No, just me. Just you. One and done. I know. <laughs> Threw away the mold. <laughs> <laughs> just made so, me. Enough. You know what? They always say when some, well, we, we were talking about this the other day, when you have an only child, sometimes People are like, you know, I'm, why was I an only child? Well, you were a freaking nightmare and you wouldn't potty train and you wouldn't get rid of the pacifier, right? <laughs> so I wasn't going to do it again. But it's funny because my first son, he was a disaster. And so I, he was a disaster. And I always say, like, I can't believe I had it. I always tell the little one, you're lucky I had you. You're lucky I even took a chance because <laughs> your brother, funny. Like, he was, like, I wouldn't do anything. You know, it was like when I, when he was born in Sweden and I would try to breastfeed, Okay. All the other Swedish mothers are walking around the hospital. Babies are breastfeeding. They're drinking coffee. Not my kid. My kid won't take the nipple. So I have to have a fake nipple to stick on my boob. And then if I walk, the nipple falls and it goes rolling down the, you know, I lost oh, my your beautiful nipples. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just funny. 
little plastic nipples. And then that, he would only suck on the damn plastic nipple. And I remember on the train, I lost the nipple. He was seven days old. And my dad was with me. And my, da- and my dad's like, oh, God, what are you going to do? And I go, you're going to go and you're going to go pick up the nipple and you're going to bring it back to me and I'm going to put it back in the baby's mouth. Like, <laughs> build the immune system, you know? So, but yeah, so. Okay, so your parents had just you, so we're going to assume that you you gave them a handful and then they were like, we're done. Um, what did you want to yeah, be let's growing assume up? That. <laughs> <laughs> what did I want to be growing up? Yeah, like what, what did you aspire to? What did you want? Oh my gosh. Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. I always, I always wanted to, I always wanted to act. I always loved to be in front of the camera. Um, I always enjoyed um just, you know, even as a teen, as even as a teenager modeling, um, enjoyed presenting, enjoyed writing, just like the whole kind of creative process. So for me, anything that kind of fell into that category was something that I, that I really wanted. However, at the time, you know, it wasn't considered to be the most practical way to make a living. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I'd say my first true career I was actually in the travel industry back in the day when you could make a living as a travel agent. Travel Unlike agent. now, everybody books their own stuff. I mean, that wouldn't even fly today, but that's just kind of where my path started. Okay. But I also wanted to, I'm a Sagittarius, so always up for adventure and a good time. And I always wanted to travel and I figured that was a good way for me to be able oh, you know, to do that. Okay. And yeah, it worked out. So you worked for, so, um, uh, when you finished high school, um, did you go straight into like working for a travel? Like, did you work for the same company for a long time or did you go on the college and then uh, get into it? Or what did you? Well, I actually, I actually started at college and then I ended up getting married. And so I didn't. Okay. And then, yeah. <clears throat> so any job I'd had up to that point was just, you know, like something little like simple little stuff, office work, receptionist, whatever. Okay. Um, and then I, I went back to school okay. for like a year and then studied travel. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I went to a junior college and studied travel. And then I got a job like that. And then I pursued it for years. And actually, I managed a couple of travel agencies. For a while. Okay, so, so that, that was your career. Um, how, long were you, how long were you married for? The first time. <laughs> See, Seven this years. is what I love about you because I don't know anything. <laughs> Which time? Uh, the first time, seven years. Okay. The second time, 13 years. Okay. And I also lived with someone for like 17 years. And so I've, any kids in any of that? No, unfortunately. The first time I was married, um, I, I well, it, it's a shame. It was bad. You know, you got to keep in mind, just like being a travel agent, something wouldn't fly today. It's like if you had difficulties, like, you know, getting pregnant as I did, uh-huh. there, there weren't the options that there are today. Right. And, and I, I had a couple of unfortunate pregnancies, but it, it just wasn't like the issues. If I, if it were in today's time, you know, maybe it would have taken a different path, but I didn't, you know, after that, I just never really had children. So it's, it's, I, okay. No. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Because bringing children into our world right now sometimes bothers me. I always, I tell my boys. Yeah. I, I, have, I tell my boys, they, they, they don't like it when I tell them this, but I'm like, boys, I'm so sorry. Like, you can go back into mommy's vagina if you well, want to. And they're like, oh, gross, no. Like, <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot, you know, it's a whole new world. And I, and I understand that both ways. Although, you know, I've, I've always felt like I've had children in my life. And of course, I've had, you know, these relationships in my life where they had children. So okay. I've been stepmom. So of course I totally know what that's like. And I've had, of course, close friends that have kids and I'm like, you know, aunt. And uh, so I've never really felt like I didn't have. Right. You, know, you didn't still have that. And, and you know, yeah. it's so funny. We, 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 aren't we still in the stepmom role, right? <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> are we? Oh my God. So, okay. Now let's fast forward. Now, before I tell, I, we go into like how you got into the industry because you okay. got into the industry later like I did. Well, I, did. Um, I do want to let our guests know, do you have any awards, nominations, anything that I did not mention? Because I want to mention that. Because some people oh. might be sitting there going, well, who, who is this woman? Who is Erica Lauren? Is and woman? by the way, when you guys go Google her later, you'll be like, holy shit, now I'm going to listen to that interview again. <laughs> Well, there you go. Just make sure you spell my name right. E-R-I-C-A-L-A-U-R-E-N. Um, I'm actually, yeah, you know, I've been in the business since 2004, so it's been a minute. 
Um, during that time, I have been in several different projects that have been nominated. None of them have won. Um, personal, okay. None of them. Uh, personally, I've been nominated twice as a performer, um, as a niche performer of the year, because there is no category for women of my age. Um, I have been nominated as an AVN you know, favorite as far as yeah. like being a milk favorite. However, when you're, I'm my, my age, I'm 66. I will be 67. Freaking amazing. Thank you. I'll be 67 in December. I know it's crazy, you're isn't so it? so beautiful. You're such an amazing <laughs> woman. You're my idol. I bow to you. Um, oh, you're so I'm learning a lot yeah. about how the awards work though, you know, and, and the yeah. nominations and stuff like that. So yeah. The thing honestly it's like to to put somebody of my age and say okay you're going to compete against milfs when you've got a woman who's like you know late 20s 30 i mean it's just not it should not be left in the same category and also to just say you're a niche performer to be because you're older to be lumped into where people may be uh you know, a bigger woman or right. this and that. it's like all a scattered categories. It's not really fair. I don't think to put you in that category. There is no guilt category. There is not a guilt there category. Is, well, there's going to be, because we're going there to. Should be. There should be. I've, there should be. I've said it every year. I've written AVN. I completely believe that there should be. There are a lot of people that are over 60, even in this business. There's a whole category on the internet of porn of gilfs, And yet there is no yeah. gilf. Yeah, that's, that's very, very interesting. Yeah. How about um so AVN? Okay, so AVN doesn't have it. What about um what about Xbiz? Do they? No. No one has. There is no GILF category, which is like absurd to have a whole subsection of porn like that. Yeah, okay. And have the category denominated in, you know. All right. What I mean? you, you've just given you've just given me I, a I, um a goal to get that because you see some yeah. um well I Erica. I got cast in my first guilt. So here I am showing up for Nina Harley five years ago and I'm not old enough. And then I just, I just got cast in Perv Nana. And so Ooh, yeah, I've done stuff for them. Oh, I yeah. loved it. I, I had such a good time. I, I loved it. I loved, I loved shitty. Yeah. We'll get to that. But what was so yeah, crazy was the crazy yes, part yes. was like, you have to go watch like the trailer. You guys got to watch this trailer. Okay. And he's 21 years old. He's so, yes. old. and, um, <laughs> You know, he's installing uh, security cameras in grandma's house. And I, when I listened to what I said, I'm like, oh my God, that is just, that is so bad. I'm going to hell. Cause I'm like, it is. I'm like, Papa never gave Nana something like this. Oh God. <laughs> I know, I'm isn't like, it funny? It's so bad. And then I'm like, oh baby, yeah. Nana loves you. I got meatloaf on the stove. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I know it's so hard sometimes and I just crack up laughing because right I know and then like when I when I showed up to shoot I mean I met I met him and what a little cutie pie but I'm like holy shit you look like my child like I took I know they do (laughs) there's always that moment (laughs) you have that moment when you're actually doing the deed and you're like oh my god you really couldn't be my grandson (laughs) it's like it's like I'm 21 and I'm 66. But you see now, now let's turn the pages on that for a second. How fucking hot is it that we get to fuck 21 year olds? Like I'm, I'm it's, stoked. It's right? so hot. It's so hot. I mean, you know how many people would like envy the hell exactly. out of us? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've got women going, damn, I want a 21 year old. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. get me some of that young meat. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, but, um, all right. So, we need a guilt category for you. And damn yes, it, you need, to win, you need to win an award. You need to win an award because you. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about. Well, my first AVNs was in 2015. Okay. And it was my first time, you know, ever. And I just yeah. remember sitting down on the floor there and it was like, and the best anal scene with two girls yeah. is that. And the best anal scene with the last yeah. is this. And, the, and yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. And also, it was the same people kept winning and winning and being in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well. Absolutely. I know. And, and I, I'm always there and I'm always like supportive and it's like, oh, I was happy for my friends. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I've been, you know, it's been a while. It's been how many yep, years? Nope. You're going to get something because, you know, uh, anybody that, <laughs> you are, you'll see. And you guys, when you Last watch her, it's kind of like, I mean, I kind of look at myself, you and I perform similarly in that I truly do like, like my job and I really do like oh, yeah. acting and, and I it do. shows. I it. When I watch yeah. one of your scenes, yeah. it shows, it's not it shows. fake versus yeah. you know even yeah. like when i do a webcam show okay and the guy yeah. pays, 
15 minutes. If he comes yeah. after seven and I haven't come yet, I make the motherfucker wait for me. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay? You know, I'm having fun. <laughs> I want to come too. So you're not. I'm the same way. I have fun with people. And I, I love it. I love nice. everything I do. I'm so blessed, I feel. You are. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're an amazing person inside and out. I mean, when. You know, you you were one of my first people that I really met that always welcomed me and said hello to me, and I love you. So, uh, you're so sweet. okay, so now let's go to. We're working as a travel agent. We're in and out of some marriages. How the hell do you move to LA and in 2004 decide to get into porn? How old were you? I was 35 oh. when I got into porn. Were you the same age as me? I was 49. <laughs> Oh, okay, now you got to tell us how you got in. All right, we're ready. It's 49. By 49, you've already had careers. You've already had things. You've already had like a life. And it's like you're 49, you're going on 50, and then it's like, boom. Okay, how did that happen? Okay, yeah. so there's other things after travel, other marriages, like whatever. Um, okay, so I'm, so I'm here in L.A., and now keep in mind, I've always done, you know, like I said, things I've loved in front of the camera. I love hosting. I love performing. Um, I've done stand-up comedy. I've worked as an opener MC for years in clubs. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a lot of things I've done. So I ended, I ended up, I was married at the time. I moved out, moved out to LA. So for me, you know, I, I had an agent right away. I've like, I've done commercials. I've like done a bunch of things. And then after about a year, my husband, he didn't really want to be here, you know. And so one thing led to the next. And uh, we ended up getting divorced after I was out here for about a year. And while I was, you know, I was building up my career and everything out here, um, I wasn't really making the money that I needed to make to support myself. So I saw an ad and I knew it was for adult. And I thought, well, let's just call it extreme acting shall we where, where was the ad where was the ad you, you know back in the day where it was like la weekly or one thing or the next but it, it was an ad that led me to world modeling and jim south oh my god okay <laughs> and so they had some sort of an open call where they you know would take a took a picture of you and uh decide if they you know as they were adding to their talent roster and uh, evidently, you know, we're sending the pictures out to different companies um, to see if they were interested. Well, lo and behold, if I didn't get booked for the very next day. With who? So I was, Do you remember? Um, you Erica. Know, Erica, you have to remember who the first shoot was. <laughs> with who it was. Uh, actually, it was with uh, Jeff Coldwater. You know him? Oh, yeah. You know Jeff? Jeff Coldwater for Rookie Nookie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So first, first shoot like ever. Okay. Jeff Kohler. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I ended up and I thought, oh my gosh, okay, I'm really doing this, but I wasn't sure that it was something I'd want to do in the long term. So I didn't tell anyone. Okay. So you kept it a secret. Um, so I kept it a secret. And on top of it all, the first thing I ever got booked for was this, this DVD. That's the title of it is older and anal number 19 so it was anal now here's not how you you normally plan your career you know exactly you, like, you know yeah oh, girl, girl like you know work your way up anal's like way down the road but okay it just worked out that way that's exactly and what happened to me too my, my really my first big scene my first scene was danny ocean anal scene and interracial oh, yeah. oh, so i was oh, like just goodness. throw me in interracial anal scene let's go that was me i've never said no anything i've ever Anything I've ever been booked for, I've said yes to everything that's ever come up. I okay. mean, unless I was out of town and couldn't do it, but I never said no for any other reason, unless, you know, so I've said yes to everything. So I said yes to that. And uh, of course, I really even hadn't even done anal that much in my life, maybe just a couple times with the boyfriend I had at the time. And, and it was just like, okay, whatever. So I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. So I was going to ask I you, how to, did, did you have an agent to like, how did you prepare for it or no? Like, okay, I'm a, you know what I mean? Because there's preparations for anal when you're on a scene. I, I didn't have a freaking clue. No clue. Oh my <laughs> I just hope for the best. Wow. So, okay. It went fine. Everybody was like super nice. And, and, and Dino was like super sweet. And just, you know, it was just, it worked out. It worked out great. 
But anyway, I got, I got booked for one thing behind the next. And I was like really busy. And especially, you know, like when you're new and there's like so many companies and this was like years ago where they were, you know, throwing the cash at you, like, you know, you couldn't even get to the bank fast enough. Right. And and then there were so many different places to go to. So many different companies at that point. Did they do go sees at that time or did that come later? You know what? I did. I never did. I never did go sees until I was with the agency I'm actually with now. Okay. And, and, and it's interesting because when I have, when I have done them, um, I mean, this is like even within the past few years, the good part was people knew who I was when I showed up and it was just like, Oh, Erica, great to see you. You know, we need, we need to book you on this and that. And so it made them do something like right then. That's what I've heard because you're, you're, you're putting your, you're putting your face back in front of them. So then they're like, Oh, you know, I do have something for you. Yeah, they did. So, so, so it was lucky for me. It wasn't like, Oh, let's introduce you to Erica. And they'll be like, Oh, never met, you know, cause I've been a while. So uh, let me tell the listeners, for those of you guys that are listening and you don't know what a go-see is, a go-see is when you usually have an agent, they'll take you around to the different producers. Now, things have changed a bit, but you'll yeah. go in, you'll meet the producer, whether it's for Devil's Films or Adam and Eve mm-hmm. or Mile High Production, and you'll undress, they'll take some photographs of you, you'll get dressed, and then you'll leave. If anybody tells mm-hmm. you to please have sex with them or demonstrate your blowjob skills, that is not the adult industry, and that is not how it happens. So, true. Good okay? point. Very good that point, is, because people... Kind of what I do. Yeah. I do a lot of coaching for people because people think, you know, oh, well, they, they told me that they're going to audition me. No, you're not. Auditioning. There's no auditions in porn. Okay. And that's the good part because like you just get booked. I mean, so that's, so what happens is basically, I mean, other than, like I said, in, in recent years, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, I'd love to go over there because they're like, Hey, Erica, so great to see you. Let's book you for this. Um, it wasn't like something new for me. So what ends up happening is an agency actually you know, just get you the job. That's how it yeah. works. I guess a lot of my listeners don't know that, but they just, call, they just call you up and say, Hey, they want to book you for this. Are you available? It's not like, which agency you are you, which it. agency are you with now? <clears throat> well, um, I'm with VIP connect. Okay. And then how long, how long have you been with them? Well, I've been with them since, since Scott, Scott Reedy, you know, since it was out. That's L- right. L- yeah. And then oh, okay. So we were so you we were both with LAX when it was Scott. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, exactly. and then that was just when that all was like it's exchanging hands. You know, yeah. um, I got out of the industry. Mm-hmm. So and then I got back in. So, um, okay. So now you are go. you allowed to? You're allowed to. You 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 can still self book your own work though, right? So. Well, it's not, it's not exclusive where you couldn't do like whatever, but you know, I've, I've always been the type that, you know, if I met someone through that agent, I understand that's different to still pay them their percentage because I wouldn't have that contact if it weren't for them, you know. That's the same with, um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a cam site out there, cam model directory, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. They set you up where, you know, a guy will come into your Skype. He'll say he's from Cam Model Directory. You'll do the negotiations. And then he goes back there to pay, you know. And um, sometimes huh. my regular customers, but they'll say, you know, Corlin, I can pay you a different way. And I go, no, thank no. you. I appreciate the offer, but yeah. I wouldn't have you if it wasn't for them. And I'm a exactly. moral. So, yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, I mean, so, they, yeah. What they do for us is great. I love it. I love it. I don't have to sit, I don't I have to sit in a room, you know, for with 3,000 guys and get, you know, a token or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. So. I know where you're going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Crazy. so so you're in the industry. Okay, when did you decide or did you to let people know what you did for a living or did somebody find it on the internet? Oh, my gosh. Okay, truth. Yes. I never told... I never told anyone, but yet everyone found out. Okay, so here was my naive thinking back in 2004. I said, you know what? Nobody's nobody's gonna, first off, I'm thinking nobody's gonna see this. None of of my friends watch porn. It's on the internet, nobody's watching this stuff. Well, you know, year one, walking down the street. Erica, I love your stuff. I'm like, huh, what? Oh gosh, people are really watching. So, because it's so far reaching, you have no concept of it, you know, while you're making it. so funny. But it was like, what? Okay. So, 
Okay, what happened was, um, well, like, you know, all my immediate family, everybody's passed away, so that was like never an issue. But, you know, I have a, a lot of good friends and a lot of close friends, and I didn't tell anyone. Okay, so how my best friend in the world found out. And I tell her everything, but like I said, I didn't know if I was even gonna stay in the industry. I briefly met someone at a Christmas party Okay. And he happened to go to Europe after that and was walking down the street, saw a magazine stand. I was on the cover, you know, back in the day where the, we were doing a bunch of magazines as well. Oh um, and he bought the magazine and he came back and he was like, isn't this so-and-so? And so my, so my best friend was like, she got the magazine and, and she called me and she says, you have to come over right now. And then when I showed up, she goes, what's this? And why didn't you tell me? But it was just like everybody found out because like somebody's kid was like on the internet. Hey, yep. wait a minute. Isn't that your friend? Oh my God. Or, right. Yeah. I mean, even like my neighbors had been like, I was watching something the other night and you were in it. Oh my God, you were great. You know, it was just like one by one, every single person that was, that I really knew found out. To, found out. Now, did you, um, so looking back, do you remember like, um, uh, owning it, like being like, yep, you know, I do porn, or did you be like, okay, yes, that's me, but I'd prefer not to discuss it in public, or do you remember your reaction? My reaction was, I guess, kind of waiting for their reaction. Now, I have to say, everybody, everybody's everybody been positive. There's okay. only been, the only people in my life who were not positive were old high school friends that looked me up on Facebook and then and then found out decided I'm going to hell over this oh, didn't mind okay. <laughs> but everyone right. that I really know was just like that's cool but you know they know me and they're Good. like wow I think that's so great you can do that like especially at your age it's kind of like that's really like neat that you can do that it's you know? really I mean it is inspiring don't you agree for like I, I completely mean, agree I, I, mean, I completely agree so many women, um, it's like when you say, you know, so, and I mean it when I say this, you say, you know, um, well, first of all, we always talk about everybody's got a different cup of tea, okay? Somebody might like a Latino girl or an African-American girl or a short white girl or a BBW or whatever it is. But um, when you said you were competing in, you know, like in, in an AVN where they have like the niche, the niche performance, yeah. okay? Um, I got to tell you, uh, competing against 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 23-year-olds, whatever it may be, right? Um you either got it or you don't on camera. You got to have the full package. Yeah. You can be this drop dead gorgeous, but if you don't have the personality or the eyes or the personality. Well, that's what people respond to ultimately. And you know, in the course of this many years, you know, you, you're, you're, you're older, you know, sometimes you weigh a little more, sometimes less, you changed your hair, this and that, but your fans, they like love you. Your fans and like so you they appreciate you. you no matter like what phase you're in, you know? So it's, it's all good to them. And, yes. but, you know, I'm, I'm happy that not only that the men are so appreciative, but I think like, I think it's inspiring to other women and empowering because to just, to just think that you could still be in this industry and not be like 20, because sometimes people have the erroneous thought that, oh, you know, people can be young and hot and men always want young, hot women. And, you know, to a great extent, that's true. But when you're an older woman and you realize how many young fans you have that are like gosh I'd give anything to be able to really be with a woman like you and and like you said you younger day. female performers look up to someone like you or even me you know because you. um and also you know like for you you're showing you know so many people say oh you know when I hit menopause um I, I'm not interested in sex and I don't feel That's sexy good. You know, and so you're giving this inspiration of like, you know, you can That's be true. sexual and sexy at any age. Yes. You just gotta own at any it. Age. At any age. A few years ago, um, I I don't know, I put on a few pounds and whatever, but I knew I had to kind of get myself like back in shape. And so I did. This was like uh back when I was like 56. And so I, I decided to me, I wanted to compete in a bikini competition. Erica, just you are me. You're like, you. oh my God, you see all this stuff I didn't know about you. Keep going because I, I did, I did the exact same thing as you did. Go ahead. Oh, no joke. Okay, great. So I, so I ended up competing in a bikini competition because it was like, I got the weight off. I gave myself like 11 months to get in shape after the weight was off. So I was like, I had this goal. I had to do this just once, I thought. So anyway, I got, I, I did this competition with a natural bodybuilding association. Uh -huh. 
And I came in first place in my age category, which was 50 to 60 at the time. I was hooked. So I got my best friend to start doing it. She's even older than me. So like we, we competed. And so we like, we like, we wrote some books together and, and oh, separately no website up there. And we've made like fitness shows. We actually have four shows on 2B TV um, right now, like fitness things. So we, we got into fitness and it's kind of like, I would always say my secret life is in health and fitness, mm -hmm. but it's just kind of funny because a lot of people have connected the dots that I do this and I do this. But to me, it's all one because it just goes to show you, you can start anything at any age. In fact, the name of our show on 2B TV is you're never, never too old, never too late, because that's the truth. Never too old, never too late. But Love that's it. true with, with anything. Yeah. You know, if you want to get into porn, if you want to stay into porn, if you want to have a long career in porn, if you want to be in fitness, it's like you just start and you just keep going. You know, Erica, that's exactly what I talk about in my seminars. I talk about how people hide behind their truth, okay? And they're, they're the biggest, the biggest um, uh, breath of fresh air for me was when I wrote my book and I was able to come out and be like, yeah, I fucking do porn. So what? And I have a college degree and I graduated cum laude from high school and I run a wedding company and I do this and I do that. I'm a businesswoman and own it, you know? And right. the most interesting thing is how many times I talk to people in my seminars who say, oh, I'm 65 years old now, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't do this or I can't start my whole life over, I'm divorced or whatever. And I always say to them, you're never too old. You're never too old if you put your mind to it. Never, never yeah. too old. And it's just wonderful. You can, you can do all these wonderful things and, and it's like a whole new chapter and lease on life and people still find you sexy and inspiring exactly. doing it. So how could you ever stop? It I mean, how could so you ever stop doing that? And, and, you know, and improving yourself, right? And making yourself, you know, it's so crazy. You did the bikini competition like at, for you, you know, that was your, yeah. me, I went in for a job interview and the guy, you know, told me what the job would be. It would be measuring the girls and ordering their bathing suits and all that kind of stuff. And then he told me it was $10 an hour. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I even wasted your time. I had no idea. And while yeah. I was there, I said to him, but could I ever compete? And he goes, stand up, turn around. And yeah. I did. And he goes, no. And I go, no. And he what? goes, absolutely not. Never. And so it was that that made me drive back to my town, walk into my gym, say, who's your best bikini competitor trainer? Little tiny Masai comes out. She said, give me 10 weeks with you. Do everything I tell you to do and you're gonna win your category and you're gonna win overall. And I did everything that she told me to do. And sure enough, when I went, I won third place in my category and third overall. Got my trophies up there. Fantastic. And I remember- Oh gosh, they didn't know that about you. See, it's lots of stuff we don't know about each other. But I, I remember. It. I remember that I was, you know, so proud of myself that I forgot, yeah. I forgot the reason, right, was to shove this back in his face. And I remember that she said to me, hey, there's the guy that interviewed you. Go over there right now. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to. And she was like, no, just go say to him, thank you for the inspiration. And I just remember the look on his face was priceless. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful story. Yeah, that's really I love cool. It. I love it. I only did two competitions because you know that you can't have carbs and then I can't go out yeah, with the girls for wine. I gotta have you them. gotta be psyched up to like really like be on that path like that. But you know what? It kind of resets you if you do it periodically. Yeah, you know and what? I did it. I did it. I just turned 45 on Saturday. It was my birthday. So I've been in the industry Fantastic. 10 years. But you yeah. know what? You might have just motivated me to do it again. Because I had the last there you go. <laughs> 35. So maybe go back in at 45 every 10 years. You should. Why not? You know, together. Uh, okay. The whole pandemic. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Like, like my best friend, she's like older than me. So we never compete against each other. Okay. But she is 78. I want to tell you, cause she competes in the 70 category. Often she's alone by herself, but she looks absolutely fabulous. But when she comes down on stage, people cheer because it's like, Oh my God. Cause you know, it's like after seeing all, like in the 20s, you see like like 30 competitors, you know, right. it's, it, time, as, as people get older, you see like less and less and less. By the time you're that, you know, sometimes you're standing there by yourself. But you know what? She showed up. She deserved to win. 
Yes, and you know, she is she's an inspiration to, to every inspiration. other people, even someone like me that goes, okay, you know yeah. what, I, I can do it, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. like what we do in the industry, you know, you you own it. And you, you talked about it. like how um, you know, I always tell my kids, this is like what I tell my kids, I say, um, just so you guys know, at some point, one of your friends are gonna come up to you and say, Oh my god, I think your mom's a porn star. And I said, and this is yeah. your answer. Fuck yeah, my mom's hot. You wish your mom could be a porn star. And I go, and then turn around and walk away because I don't have any more comebacks after that. That's all I got for you guys. That's the good one. <laughs> I'm like, just say it and go, you know? So. Say it and go. Get it and quit it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know, were saying that people were able to connect the dots between the two. You know, I'm starting to get where yeah. um, I'll do a wedding and the groom will say to me, wait a second, aren't you? And I'm like, right now we're at your <laughs> wedding. We're not going to talk about that, right? <laughs> We're doing this over here and we're doing this over here. So, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Because I, I have people like sometimes contact me through my fitness things and go, hey, Erica, I love your stuff, but I've got a million ways to contact me on social media. So it's like when we're doing Erica, we do that. When we're doing fitness, we do that. But but still, we're, you know, we're 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 multifaceted individuals. And I and I think the stigma of just looking at someone and you, and having this assumption ha- how it's been in the past about mm-hmm. like porn stars, like, oh, like people who were just like, you know, like you were saying earlier, maybe they just had like, they were sexually abused or they're like on drugs and need the money yeah, or like the money, exactly. all these, all these misconceptions and all these right. um, negatives. Yeah. And it's, and it's so crazy. And I love dispelling the myths because it's like, there's so many people in this business who are just so down to earth, like fabulous people, you know, family oriented, like have their stuff together. They've got other businesses, they're funding with the money, you know, like just different things like that. You know, a lot of times I say, um, and and I, and I truly, truly mean this when I say this, because I don't say shit I don't mean, but, um, I, I've, I've been in a lot of things. I'm a wedding planner. I own a fitness company. I do my swingers events. I do, you know, the adult industry, the podcasting, you want to (laughs) know, you want to know where the, I've, I've met the most amazing, absolutely true to who they are, caring, good people is the adult industry. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I could say I've had one person who maybe turned their back on me, but everybody else has just been amazing. Whereas I've had some issues, you know, um, I hear you, but that's why I, I mean, when I, the podcast that's why we do this to let people know you know you didn't come from an abused home you're you know you weren't raped as a child I mean you know stuff like that to show yeah yeah I'm not uh, yeah you there's so many people that just have like normal lives and hey you know we just happen to do porn right and so I think the more that people just see that I think the more it makes things normalized yeah, and then you know. it's just what something somebody does. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing that we talk about a lot is, you know, it, I feel like, you know, we're going backwards because I did a lot of interviewed, you know, Sharon Mitchell and Eric Edwards. And, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about how much progress they made when the, with the golden era. And then now I feel like with social media and stuff, us as, as, as sex workers, we're going backwards, mm-hmm. you know, they're just an, and so that's why I do this podcast, podcast, you know, and I do my articles because listeners need to know, if your daughter, brother, aunt, um, you know, whoever is involved mm-hmm. in the adult industry, the worst thing that you can do is shun them from your family and stuff like that. I just oh, and and for what you know, and where does all this judgment come from anyway? Exactly. You know, you really when you feel that in your heart come up for other people, a, a certain type of a judgment. You have to look, take a look at yourself, and go like, what is it about this situation that makes me feel threatened? Exactly. You know, That's what we talk about in my podcast. Yeah, we speak, when I seminars is, you know, are you hurting anybody by being an adult performer? You know, you're supporting yourself, you're testing, you're taking care of your, you know, you're, and you're working, yeah. you're, and it's a job, you you're know. Making, you're making people happy. Look how many people are happy and appreciate what you do. And right. interestingly enough, it's like when, whenever you're on a porn set, it's like you're treated with so much respect when you're the talent and you're there, you mm-hmm. really truly are. And and I mean, I've had jobs like in the past working in an office and stuff like that where I've had somebody snapping their finger in my face and oh, yeah. like, you know, rude oh, yeah. to me. I've never had that happen. No, I mean me neither. I mean, you know, and we you got and so for my listeners, we we do know there's bad seeds in everything. Okay. So you still have to run your background checks and be smart and stuff. But um 
for me too, same thing, Erica. Um, I tried when I got I got out of the business because, you know, family found out and, you know, um, kind of, you know, made me feel like an awful person for what I was doing. And so I got out and I was trying to work work regular jobs. And exactly like you said, I was treated like shit in these regular yeah. jobs and treated like yeah. shit for $13 an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. And the best, like, the, best, the best thing I did, the best thing I did was write my book and get out there and do my seminars. And now, like. Now I have a question for you. Yes. So what what was the deciding factor that made you return to the industry? Because you weren't gone that long. No. So, yes, yeah, so I got in at 2015. I got out, I think, in 2018, something like that. I was in three yeah. years. And then I got out. Uh, because it's in my book, but long story short, my sister, my, my, my 19 year old sister found my Instagram and she turned me in. Okay. To my parents mm -hmm. or to my father. And he threatened, you know, said, I'm going to disown you, et cetera, et cetera. So I got out. Why did I get back in? I got back in because I would still go to the AVNs. I would still work over with, um, you know, the squirt man, one yeah. there and Heathley and Marcus London. And, um, a gentleman came over to me and he said, he was the journalist. And he said, listen, I want to talk to you. You've been hopping around here. I've kind of seen you around. And do you have a couple minutes? I'd like to just talk to you about what your story is. You don't seem like the, you know, typical porn star. Okay. And it was him that said, after I told him my story, he says, you need to write a book. And I was like, no ways. No, because, you know, I, I can't come out with everything. Then everybody will know everything. And he says, and how good would that feel? And I thought about it. And I was like, he's right. Because as you get in the industry and you're not telling people you're you know you're keeping it a secret from like the kids preschool moms and the preschool teacher or whatever mm -hmm. you you forget your white lies i'll tell you that I'm a, i suck at lying guys I'm a <laughs> so um but so so i love it i mean i just i you know i i don't care anymore and i feel so free and i actually like really love my job i love webcamming i feel like i'm really doing like you know and stuff like that um What's really sad is my, and, and my listeners know this, but my dad read my book in May and he uh, mm -hmm. won't talk to me since then. And my book's a number one international bestseller and dedicated to him. And that hurts. That really does hurt. Yeah. That's a shame. It is a shame, you know? So, but all I can do, all I can do is tell my listeners out there that maybe are tuning in going, God, you know, I just found out my daughter's doing porn or I just found out my sister's doing this and I don't know how to react to it. Well, if I can give you one piece of advice, your daughter is still your daughter. Unconditional love, you know? And um, right. she's not hurting anybody. She's supporting herself. The worst yeah. thing that you can do is shun her out of your life. Because that's what's happened yeah, to me. Yeah, and it's so pointless. It's so pointless. Yes. It's so pointless. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we've cool. got like 15 minutes left. So another thing I always like to do, share a story. And this is going to be hard for you because you've done a lot of scenes. But share a story <laughs> where you got to like set like something shocked you, okay? So you got to set and you were like, either when you left, you were like, oh my God, or like you got there and you were like, oh my God. Like Sharon Mitchell's was that she had to have sex. She had to have sex in spaghetti. And they, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they didn't tell her. So she's like, she just showed up and they were like, okay, get in. And she's like, get in the what? And they were like, in the spaghetti bowl. And she's like, what are you fucking talking about? Oh, how funny. Oh, okay, that's so hilarious. You okay. have one? Yeah. I do have one. I do have one. Okay, so this was this was early early in my career, probably like year one, and I'll never forget this. Like, like, yeah, you're right. I've done a lot of scenes in all these years, but a couple things pop out. Some things I forget completely. People will tell me, "Oh, when you shot this and that," and I'm like, "Huh? Hmm, tell me again. I don't remember this or that oh person." At all. But yeah, but there's some things that that jump out. Okay, so here's one that jumps out. Okay, so I was so I was on a set. And I remember seeing someone in the sink, like washing the toys. And one of them was like this gigantic, I mean, it was like, it had to be like a gag, kind of a gag gift. Cause it was like, it was big like that. It was like, like Thick. huge. Yeah. Have some of and those I thought, downstairs. okay. Oh, oh my God, like off the charts. So when we got ready to, to shoot, the director told me to use, to use that toy. And I'm, and I'm actually, I'm actually very small, very accommodating, <laughs> very small. I don't, I'm not like, you know, hot dog down the hallway at all. Oh, I love um, it. So I'm like, I mean, physically, I just, that was like, it's like impossible. Right. It was for me. It was like, it just wasn't going to happen. So I was, I was making an attempt. And so he tells the male talent to, to help me, to help me out. Ouch. Okay. So the male talent comes over 
and decides to start pinching my nipples. Like that was gonna like turn me on and get me excited. cameras are rolling yeah and, and he's and he's telling me like like go deeper but you don't have it in far enough and I was just I don't have any more space in there you know it was like I couldn't do it so you couldn't do it no no it just didn't work out well no I've got I've got I've got crazy ass toys downstairs that like you know a guy will say like do you have a, do you have a bigger dildo and I'm like yeah listen I mean I got this and they're like can you do it and I'm like no I mean I can't even look at my mouth it only opens I can't even I can't even open my I couldn't either yeah, because your mouth only opens so long. Yeah, so, so yeah. That's okay. Yeah, so, so that didn't work. Yep. Okay, so did you still get paid? Oh, of course. Because I mean, okay. there was so much more to the scene. Okay. There was so much okay. more to the scene. I was just like one part, like in the beginning. So it was just like, scrap that. And okay. then we, you know, one scene, everything was fine. But, so that, yeah. yeah, so that was the one that you walked down. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Um, for me, like nothing really, I'd never really been shocked. I'm trying to think. But I remember that um, when I shot with uh, and Luke will listen to this because I've got Luke, I've got Luke and Alex Alexandra on the the show. I think next week or Monday I'm interviewing them. But um, but um, I remember that we had to do one of the scenes that we did for Wife Swinger Swap Three. Um, uh, it turned into a girl girl scene with me and Tyson Rich because the guys couldn't uh, they couldn't perform at the time. And I just remember that. Uh, Luke's like, okay, we're gonna make it a girl girl scene. And so, like, you know, I went down on her, she went down on me, I kissed yeah. her, she kissed me, I fingered yeah. her, she fingered me, I squirted, she squirted. Okay. We yeah. made toys. And then I just remember that I like I'm still pretty new. I look at Luke and I go, Okay, so like, are we good? And I remember he goes, Corlin. And I'm like, what? And he's like, keep going. And I'm like, well, we don't have anything to do anymore. And he's oh. like, you know, and he's like, Corlin. And I just, I just remember looking at Tyson Rich and going, repeat and then we just did everything over again oh my god oh my god oh god what can you do you just make right. it work okay ever gone to a set and ever walked off of a set never walked off of a set ever never had a reason to right it's been good yeah, yeah. not me neither and um what are your plans for the future where are we at now with your career um Ooh. anything you want to do like i didn't know you wrote books so now i gotta go by find the books and add them to my book <laughs> Well, I'll tell you a couple of things. Um, I I actually, with with a group of writers, wrote uh, a screenplay called Haunted Hookers. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we have plans to be shooting it next year, but it's a full-length feature film. It's a horror comedy with, of course, some very sexy stuff in it. Okay. So I've been working on that. So I'm kind of branching out, getting back a little more to my mainstream roots. Um, and also, of course, I have been very grateful that in these pandemic times that we've had things such as OnlyFans and, you know, my own website and things like that, which I've, you know, continued to shoot for. Although I have to say it's been solo scenes and customs by myself. Yeah. Um, just to be safe. I mean, yeah. we're coming out of the tail end of it and I feel safer now going forward, getting back into things with other people. But uh, that's kind of where I'm headed to get, to get the, back. And I'm the crazy one. Uh, my, my PR, Erica, she just like says to me, she's like, Jesus, like Corlin, like you just don't stop. And I said, I'm too fast. I'm too fast for the, the, the virus. It can't catch me. I just keep going. You know? <laughs> because like, I am always on the move for sure but so interesting on your book because you know we just uh, interesting on your because on you said that could be a feature film because we um I'm in I wrote I'm writing a documentary so um, oh, wow. we are filming my documentary and okay. I would love to cast you in it so I'll have to talk to you about it because oh, I love that. everybody you. that I like I just I, like I just you know Todd Hunter yeah. So Todd Hunter played himself in my documentary. And uh, the strip club that I first started dancing at, the owner yeah. of the strip club plays himself in the documentary. And the girl that plays me as a young Corlin mm-hmm. was my ice skating student when I was living in Sweden. She was 10 years old when I started coaching her. She's 30 oh now. And she's oh. you know playing me. So I'd love to Fantastic. have you in it. And that's super cool. And isn't it fun to write a screenplay and... Oh, it is. It's it's a different talent, but you know, 
it, it makes sense. When you're performing, you usually see how things, there are things you want to write and things you want to do on your own. Exactly. So. Jay, Jay Cruz, actually, um, our, our camera operator for it. So he's oh, yeah, Jay, I like Jay. Yeah, right. so, okay, so you're working on that and the OnlyFans and you're going to get back into shooting. Uh, this virus is going to go away soon. Yes. And, and um, AVNs is virtual again this year, so. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to you. Well, you know what? When I when I come when I next know that I'm coming up to LA to film a documentary, I'm then going to reach out to you and we'll. Okay, please. Yeah. I have to figure out. I have to cast you. I mean, I've got people that I. Hey, you guys! I am looking for more people. I need um. I need some like country boys that used to come into the brothel. Want to cast them? I have a really good friend here in town, and I asked him last night. I said, "Would you be okay with being in my documentary?" He's an actor. He's a singer. He's hysterical. And I said, "But you are." You would be pay- playing a John that came to get me in the brothel. And he's like, hmm. And I'm like, you don't think about it. Just say yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's fun. It's fun to cast. It's fun to write. And then it's fun to see your product. I can't wait to see the whole finished product together. So. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. You are amazing. Okay. And I can't wait to see you again. I mean, this is so much fun. How can my listeners... Uh, learn more about you if they want to follow what you're doing your tour oh, schedule yeah. where do they go to well just follow me um i'd have to say i'm probably more active on twitter than anything else so it's erica lauren milf back when i was a milf m-i-l-f that's how long i've had the account still a that's milf, one mama. way to do it um <laughs> still a milf. of course i'm all on other social media you can find me you know erica lauren is it erica all lauren. um is it all erica lauren um and then no xxx or anything like that um, well, my website is another way to be in touch with me, and it's ericalaurenxxx.com. That's, that's so usually the best one. The, yeah. yeah, the two best. Ones. And like in my Twitter heading, it has like my OnlyFans and how you can reach me on uh, Sex Panther if you want to text or call me. Oh, there it has you go. Like, links at the top of Twitter. So. And hey, you guys, come up with a scene for us to do together. We should do something together. About it, don't you guys be right in here and saying like grandma and great grandma are doing shit? No, come up with something, <laughs> right? I don't know, we'll have to come up with something. Yeah, I know, we'll, we'll just we'll be the hottest grandmas on the block. How about that's, that? That's that's freaking damn right. <laughs> you, damn. you wish your grandma was us. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's, that's just trouble. doesn't it take you back? It takes me back to that perv nana thing, you know, where oh my god, doesn't it? I told you I had the 21 year old and then we did I did Bill with Billy Boston and I remember that I was doing Mackenzie um, McKen- I think it's Mackenzie Lee she's um she's stretching grandma is getting her libido back okay oh, yeah and she's stretching me and he walks in and I go I go oh meet my stepson Billy grandma's getting her libido back you must help I mean oh my lord things things that are said every day <laughs> exactly exactly you know there's meatloaf on the stove and how can i ever thank you for oh my lord but you know what i love it i love it i love what we do for work. i love that there's people like you in the industry um Me too. you are there's inspiration you. you are an inspiration Absolutely. to all women Yes. All women, Erica, not just women in our adult industry, but a woman that just says, you know, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it right. You've been an amazing success. You never let anything get to your head. You are wonderful and friendly and liked by all. And um, I wish you nothing but the best and see what you're doing. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Same to you. Oh, well, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I'm going to let you know when I'm next in LA. I'm, I'm up there a lot now, you know, now that. Please let me. Absolutely. Now that I'm fucking on camera again. Yeah. <laughs> all right you guys i know hopefully you guys enjoyed the show next time i have erica on she's gonna have an avn nominee um an avn award <laughs> hopefully for guilt for the year <laughs> there you go freaking damn right and you deserve it you deserve it i'm gonna i'm gonna I, i'm getting on it we're getting on it all we're right. gonna figure out why on guilt for the year so all right you guys thank you so much for listening um i'm not sure who my next oh i know that um yeah my next guest is i'm uh Luke 
Luke Wilder and Alexandra Silk are going to be on the show on Monday. So they'll be releasing after you. And again, make sure you check out our sponsors. Make sure that you guys check out our uh, free giveaways on the Hanky Panky podcast. And shout out again to my producer, Skyhawk After Dark Radio. And we also do have something that I cannot even share with you guys yet, but something major big is in the works for the podcast. So thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, thumbs up, follow. And Erica, thank you, my darling, for being part of the show. Thank you. That's Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archives section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.